show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, they are completely free. So do enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. I say we start things out tonight by jumping into the email box. Let's go to one from Matthew. He emails in, Hey, I know you run Free Talk Live yourself, broadcasting from your home via satellite. I'm sending this email to ask you for some more information or links to sources of information on how to start a cell-phoned and operated radio show. Also, information on the satellite aspect of how you can broadcast from your home would be welcome. Uh, and he goes he goes on, and we'll get to the rest of it here in a moment, but um, as far as how you can start your own radio show, probably the best way to do it is to start your own podcast. Yeah, go to podcastalley.com, and they'll, they have step-by-step instructions true. on how to become a podcaster. They have all the information on um, what you would need to do podcasting, and essentially you can start a show and get people to listen to it online. Or they can, uh, it'll be sent to their mailbox via RSS feed, or they can, go, they can go to your website and pick it up. Right. Now, of course, there are something like 33,000 or 34,000 other podcasts out there in the world for mm-hmm. you to compete with. Uh, but luckily, a lot of them are niche. So, you know, there might be a scuba podcast or, you know, a few scuba podcasts. There's, they're not all general audience talk shows. And, of course, if, that's what you're, if, if what you're looking to do is go into general audience sort of talk radio – then still i think the best way to do it is to start your own podcast just to get the just to get the you know the hang of talking into a microphone and and get beyond that initial fear that sort of startup fear that you you inevitably will have to uh, to overcome of course an internship at a radio station isn't a bad idea as well that's Doesn't how i hurt. got started um it's there's no quick path in this business there is no uh you know there's no guaranteed solution you know, there's no it's so funny you hear the program directors of the <clears throat> major stations owned by the major companies complaining about there's no new talent in the talent pool yeah oh there's no talent out there in the talent pool well that's because you guys aren't paying them anymore that's true you're not paying people to to come up through the ranks and do local talk in mi- smaller and mid-sized markets so that they can move up to local talk in large markets so they can go on to a syndicated talk now that's bad news and good news all at the same time the reason why it's bad news is because well you can't just walk through the door of a radio station and give them a good demo tape and have them hire you the good news is no one else is getting hired either. So if you can, <laughs> if you can really uh, differentiate yourself, if you can really bring something to the table that's that's unusual and special and unique, um, and catches somebody's attention, then they're more likely to take notice of you um, because of that. There's not a whole lot of competition out there. There are some small and mid-sized markets that do, um, you know, talk radio and 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 people that that want to talk radio host uh, to. to, to to work for them, but there's not that many, and there's not nearly as many as there used to be, and I would say that uh, chances are almost slim and none of doing it the way we did it. Um, I mean, it, it, it's one thing that you happen to have enough money that you could have gone and not worked for two or three years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you had that as a uh, added bonus. Most people don't have that. You worked full-time making telephone calls every single day. How many do you think you made a day to uh, oh, radio I don't station know. talk a host? Fifty. 50 a day to uh, uh, program directors at different radio stations across America. Okay, um, so five days a week, maybe four days. We'll give you a day off a week, although I know that you have worked five days a week plus Saturday yeah. and, and all that, that stuff. So, you you know, four days a week, 50 calls, that's 200 calls a week to program directors. Are you prepared to do that? 
not, not many people are capable of doing it. Well, secondly, now hold on. Slow secondly, down. okay. Um, uh, you ha- your co-host is a um, radio sales professional, a guru. I have. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but at the very <laughs> least, I've been doing radio sales since 1999. Yeah. Um. So I, I have that experience in that particular arena. So we're bringing money in perhaps sooner than someone else would, because to get a radio sales professional on board, you'd have to be prepared to pay, pay them. them in advance. Yeah. And I can't imagine what somebody would start at. I, you wouldn't be able to offer me thirty thousand dollars a year to start. Sure. You would have, you know, you had to come in at 50 or 60. Right. And then I would have started and what, I don't think we're going to make 50 or 60 in our first year. Heck no. Not even close. No way. Um, so it's a slow process and it seems to me like there are two, these days there are two ways in beyond just, you know, magically being plucked from the world of podcasting by some um, program director that wants to just bestow upon you a uh you know, a, a, a radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's easy to start your own podcast. You don't have to ask anybody's permission for that. That's no big deal. Get in that. Get in and start doing that. In fact, he says he does that here. He's going to do that in a few moments, and that's good. It's a good start. Uh, but to actually break into the world of radio, of course, some people would argue, well, why are you even bothering breaking into radio? It's just going to go out, you know, by the wayside eventually. I don't necessarily agree. I don't think it's going to go by the wayside, um, and I think that radio's got quite a few years left in it. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, you might be talking about uh, there's all kinds of other delivery systems that may very well be going into automobiles, but you're still at the the steam engine stage of uh, you know internet radio being available. Sure, in cars. but I wouldn't take it for granted. At the same time, I wouldn't take that steam engine phase for granted, considering how fast technology moves. Things do and, move quickly, and that the FCC isn't necessarily in the way as much with the uh, with the internet. Nonetheless, um, there seem to be two real distinct ways to break into radio, and that is. You go about it the slow way and get an internship at a local radio station, your local talk station, and do whatever it is they want you to do for a while. As you get to know people, you get to know the program director, you get to know the, the staff, you, you, you do things right, you don't screw up, you show up on time and all that. And then eventually, once you've been there long enough, and I don't know how long enough is, I don't know what that is, okay? For me, it was six years before or five years before I ended up getting my talk show, but I approached them. You can't expect them to approach you. It's just like any right. other job. If you want it, you've got to show them how bad you want it. And that in today's world of radio, that means that you are willing to do it for free. Better yet, bring some advertisers to the table. If you can pull that off, they'll give it to you no problem. They'll Absolutely give you that spot true. no problem. Uh, the other way is to pay for the time. That's the that's the quick and dirty way to do it. That's the way that you can get on the air without having any experience whatsoever. Of course, it'll probably be on a second-rate radio station as far as, you know, the top news talk station in your area probably isn't going to sell you an hour on the weekends, but the third or fourth place one or second or third place one probably will. So if you've got the pockets for something like that, then you can get in it that way, but at the same time if you enter that way, it's hard to build respect. The the program director and general manager will like you because you're helping pay their bills, mm-hmm. but they won't necessarily respect what you're doing. It's jumping over the paying your dues process. And in the radio business, paying your dues is a really important thing. It's something that everybody has to go through if they really want to rise through the ranks. And as my mentor told me, uh, it's 10 to 15 years before you actually start making something in radio. I'm on my 10th year. I'm still not making anything in radio. Well, uh, you're also contending with the uh, additional issue of being young. Uh, You know, the world doesn't like to pay young people. And he was really speaking from a getting paid by someone standpoint. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've got money coming in, but it's all going back into the show. So technically there is money coming in. 
nonetheless. Uh, we'll continue with his email here. He says, I live on the West Coast in California. I've always loved talk shows and end up debating and going back and forth with my friends on news topics. I want to start a podcast first of myself and two of my friends co-hosting a podcast talk show about politics and news. I would call myself a libertarian, though not as much as yourself. My friend is a conservative agnostic, and my other friend is a socialist heathen. Listening to your show has inspired me to test the waters of starting my own show, and between the three of us, maybe I can get a few people to stop and consider things from a more libertarian view instead of the normal left versus right that you see so much. Any assistance you're willing to offer is welcome, along with any opinions you may have on my ideas. Until then, I continue to listen to Free Talk Live and absorb more of the message of liberty. The other thing I would note, um, based on what he said, is if you're going to go into it with other people, which is a great idea, mm-hmm. I th- the reason I did it was, first and foremost, I just didn't want to listen to a monologue show. I couldn't – I don't want to do that show. I don't want to listen to that show. And if you're, not, if you're not comfortable with what you're putting out, the product that you're putting out on the air, you probably shouldn't be doing it. You have to feel good about what, what you're doing. And uh, also, if you're working with other people, make sure you own the show. Right. Don't um, enter a partnership with that socialist and that other guy, because then they might get into, you know, there's going to inevitably be a conflict, some sort of disagreement, where the socialist wants to take the show in one direction, and you want to take the show in another direction, and that's going to end up in just total self-destruction. Right. You've just, you've got to, that show's got to be um, entirely yours, and you've got to believe that, because if you if, if the one guy gives up, then what, then what happens to the show? Exactly. Is Eight. it over because, you know, somebody messed, somebody decided to let go? 1-800-259-9231. Hope that helps. We'll take your calls coming up here. Eric, Robert, take, uh, take your calls about anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, totally free. Shrine of female listeners included. The dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photograph and prove that they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine. .freetalklive.com. And did you know 9 out of 10 lawsuits in the world are filed right here in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see, KeepYourAssets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. That's KeepYourAssets.net. As we go to the phone calls, uh, phones are loaded up. Let's head over to Eric in Vancouver. You're on Free Talk Live, Eric. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, uh, my main topic I wanted to talk about is immigration. Sure. But on Monday, I kind of heard the discussion, which upset me a bit, because Ian seemed to believe that you couldn't be a libertarian without being completely against the government. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said you have to be against initiated force to be a libertarian. Which is the government. The government is initiated force. Well, if you want to ha- go ahead and hire a protection agency, and if you want to call them the government, then that's your business. But, yes, if you are in favor of initiated force, then you can't possibly be a libertarian. Because you can somehow, be close. somehow well, the, um, the non-aggression pact in Ian's mind is linked with being a libertarian. Yes, that's well, correct. Well, I went to the Wikipedia article, and uh, one of the sections it said was that basically a consequentialist uh, libertarian... Oh, well, like the rest of the world doesn't agree with Ian... It's just Ian that thinks that. Well, yeah. the rest of the libertarians agree with me, the real ones. Oh, oh, the anarchists. No, no, the real libertarians. <laughs> okay, well, if this is an argument of semantics, then 
from the ninth post-World War II, most people assume libertarian was small government. I mean, that's Most people how... don't know what libertarians are, actually. Okay. Okay, well, whatever. I just wanted to get my thoughts on that. I'll go to my main subject, which is the immigration. Now, we're all libertarians here, and we all want uh, free movement of labor. However, I agree with that in theory, but in practice, I'm not sure I would because... In the West here, we have unions and minimum wages, and the labor market's highly regulated, so I'm not sure we would exactly benefit by the free movement of labor. Now, you can, um, you can see your way to getting rid of the welfare state, right? I mean, you can, you, you can oh, see yeah. that that would be okay. Now, you yeah. can see the elimination, the possible elimination of the welfare state, but you cannot see the possible elimination of um, you know, the union's influence on uh, local and state politics? Well, I'd like to see it, but I mean, I'm a realist, and I realize it's not going to happen. Well, I, well, that's I defeatism. I don't that's not realism. I don't think it's uh, realistic that we're going to stop immigrants or that we're going to do away with welfare either. Well, so I'm cutting and running because I, I, I'm defeatist. Well, I'm just saying it's not going to happen for a while. Okay, well, I'm well, not well sure that's different. It, to say it's not going to happen versus it's not going to happen for a while—that's a completely different statement. Okay, but. But why should we support the free movement of labor in theory, but in practice when we realize that there's not a free market for the free labor to work in? Well, because, so you, because as a libertarian, I don't support the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. So I don't, I don't support um, throwing people in jail cells for crossing an imaginary line in the sand. And mostly labor, um, mostly labor is free in the United States as far as... Um, you know, decisions where and um, to work and that kind of thing. There are certainly some states where that is not true. The pick, you pick your larger states, and that's mostly not true. Uh, Illinois, New York, California, those are very labor-controlled states. But look at Texas, Florida, um, Nevada. There's some very um, large labor markets out there that are almost entirely right to work. Right, and, and the, the reason why you want to support immigration is because you want new people coming into the country to uh, to create new demand and fill supply at the same time, of course. And uh, and it's just a pro-freedom thing to do is to let people cross borders freely. At the same time, you should be working not towards controlling immigration, but working towards getting rid of welfare, working towards abolishing the minimum wage and that sort of thing. I'm not against uh, – in theory, I'm for free immigration – and in practice, I'm for, like, a limited amount of immigration. I'm not against immigration entirely, but like I said, it's much easier. They can't be coming and creating new jobs if the re labor market's regulated and the economy is regulated because then the price system and supply and demand don't work properly. Well, we, it seems to be doing okay. I mean, obviously the government is interfering in the marketplace, but the marketplace is pretty powerful force, and we seem to be absorbing all these immigrants just right. fine. Right. The, the immigrants are working, um, and, you know, 20 million of them have uh, beset our uh, controlled labor system here, and somehow, you know, what we've managed to get out of it is relatively cheap vegetables and fruits and those kind of things, getting our lawns done at reasonable price. You know, middle-class Americans being able to live above their means, uh, you know, the government having stolen most of the value of their money, are, are still able to get something out of that money because they have cheap labor that's, you know, pouring across the borders. Eric, final thoughts? Well, I live in Canada, which has a less open labor market, and especially in Europe where it's insane, so it might be a bit better in the United States, but... If the amount of immigration that happened in the United States happened in Canada, we would collapse. Not because immigration does it, but because the government restricts the labor market so highly. Exactly. So fight the government, not the immigrants. Thanks for the call, <laughs> Eric. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to a different Eric. This one's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Eric. 
Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I'd like to make a point about what the last caller said, and then I'd like to ask you about arbitration courts. Certainly. I think it's kind of elitist and actually quite disgusting to say that you want to see the unions go away. I think that's very uh, pro-worker, and I think it would work uh, in free I market. think, Mark, uh, I don't think you said that, Mark, no, but no. what did you I, say? I think that, I think that a unions are uh, as relevant and uh, important in the labor market as um, you know, as say the uh, the Lions Club is to the um, you know ch- sort of charitable contribution market, I just don't think they should be allied in any way, shape, or form with the uh, local or state government. Laws shouldn't support unions, nor should they prohibit right. unions any more than the Boy Scouts should be able to pass laws on how you live your life. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that works. Okay. Uh, as to uh, private arbitration courts in a free market system, would they be able to strip people of life and liberty? Well, I guess it would depend on uh, exactly w- what you were referring to. For instance, uh, in, in a contract that somebody had entered that specifically pointed out that if they violated the contract, they could have their liberty stripped from them, um, then that would be the contract that they signed. The arbitrator would simply um, you know, work under that contract um, with some situation where you've got a madman, violent, uh, psychopathic killer on the loose. Uh, that individual, it could be very easily argued that he f- has forfeited his right uh, to life and liberty by taking away others. So in that case, I think pretty much everybody would feel pretty justified in, in those sorts of actions. I'm not really certain how that works, though. Like, let's say that I killed someone that you cared about. Could you take me to a court, and then if I was found guilty, could they execute me or put me in jail for the rest of my life? I think that, um, that, and that's an excellent question, and it's kind of a detailed answer that I myself am still wrapping my head around. So, you know, being honest with you here, uh, basically, as I understand it so far, and I'll be better at this in a year from now, trust me, uh, but as I understand it so far, if you um, were to not come to court... Like if you were to not voluntarily come to the arbitrate the arbitrator because arbitrators would be doing things on a voluntary basis, um, then you would be totally ostracized um, by society. And of course, the next time you uh, people would be very very wary of uh, who you are and what you are doing, and probably there would be some vigilante justice going on um, if you didn't come to the arbitrator. Inevitably, um, inevitably, if you tried killing somebody else again, uh, you'd probably end up getting killed yourself. Probably so. Can yeah. you bring me back? I've got another point. Sure, I, I'd, like to ask, I'd like to comment on it a little bit. Yep, 800-259-9231, talking arbitration and psychopathic killers, or whatever it is that's on your mind as well. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airways toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free. So, uh, And those features do include the bulletin board system. About 250,000 posts. We're getting close to that number. Uh, we've got over 1,500 people interacting. Lots to talk about serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. And pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Very little. But the Prometheus Institute at readpi.com is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. As we go back to Eric in Michigan, you're back on Free Talk Live. 
Eric in Michigan. Seems is that if you had private arbitration courts and they couldn't issue, uh, let's say, death sentences or life sentences, that uh, people who had very little, the lumpen proletariat, would just uh, rob, you know, as much as they could because they have very little to lose. You know, if you take them to court, all, the worst you can do is take away what they have, which is nothing. Well, I'm not you can't quite, take away their life. I, yes, I understand where you're coming from. We need but to touch on restitution. I, um, we need to touch on restitution. We also need to touch on uh, the death penalty. <clears throat> Um, now, I, I would say, first off, uh, let's you know put together the scenario. You said uh, my mom gets killed by somebody. So, um, what uh, we we convict him? What's the possible? What's the statistical chance that it's true that we actually convicted the right guy? Oh no, no, please! I, I don't want to go into that. I'm completely against the death penalty. This is just for example. Gotcha. So um, let's just say instead of uh, you know uh, capital punishment, let's just say uh, imprisonment. Imprisonment. Okay. Right. The, the key, a critical difference between what we have today and and the free market and what we could even have with a more uh, with a different governmental system is that uh, we we really need to get towards more restitution based justice because in the current system we've got a situation where people are victimized twice. So if your mom is robbed uh, by some criminal at gunpoint and then they catch the criminal and put that criminal in a jail cell, then your mom gets robbed again by the government in order to pay to put that criminal in a jail cell. Uh, whereas in a more free market environment, the criminal would be, or in, even in just a different government environment, again, the criminal would be then forced to pay restitution uh, in order to make good on his crime. So he'd have to pay back your mom, and he'd have to pay her back a certain percentage on top of that in order to, again, make good for her not having that money in that period of downtime. And so it wouldn't matter if the criminal didn't have a bunch of assets. If he, didn't, if he had assets, then it'd be easy for him to pay it off. Um, but if he didn't have assets, then he'd have to work in some sort of a you know work camp, or he'd be re- released on his own recognizance if he was of a you know uh, a recognizable sort of uh, character. If he was uh, of good standing in the community, then he could just send a percentage of his paycheck in order to you know in order to pay it off. If necessary, they could incarcerate him uh, into some sort of a work prison where he could pay off his his debt, not to society, but his debt to that to his victim and the people connected to that victim. So. Restitution is a major deterrent to crime, major deterrent. Doesn't that give the rich a pass? Because, I mean, I think a lot of people would argue, and I would personally argue, that there are some crimes where no amount of money can make up for that. If someone killed my parents, I don't don't care how much money they have. I don't care if it's Bill Gates who did it. I want to see the man in prison for the rest of his life. And because he has so much money, there's no way he will be. So he gets off free, whereas if it was someone who was really poor who had killed my parents, well, it seems they might to me go to that, prison It seems to me life. that um, what you're arguing for is what we have today, and that is the rich people get a pass. Um, O.J. Simpson rings a bell. But uh, in, in regards to what you're saying here, um, it wouldn't necessarily be a pass. I mean, would you rather you not get anything from the death of your mom, or would you um, rather just see this guy sit and rot in prison? I mean, I, I think I'd rather get something out of it. I mean, it wouldn't make me whole again, but it'd be better to have some sort of partial compensation than nothing whatsoever. That's true, but it seems as if uh, under that system it would be you know, built into the law, whereas now everyone's equal under the law, supposedly. And I would say a lot of times it works that way. Not all the time, of course, there's miscarriages of justice, but at least it's not built into the law system as it would be in that system. Right, and um, that's Ian's sort of completely free market uh, justice system. I would Mark, please give me the sane version. Well, the, the, the sane version is, is, is pretty much what we've got going today with more restitution. 
I don't think that prisons should be able to profit off of their convicts because, well, they already are, and um, at this point we have an institutionalized system uh, for incarcerating people and keeping them in as long as possible because they're essentially very cheap labor that's unlikely to come to work with a hangover. Um, I, I don't think that prisons should be able to profit from their convicts. I think that it should cost money for um, society to uh, incarcerate those people. But at the same time, I do think that victims should be compensated and compensated well by people that perpetrate those crimes. Yeah, but Mark, what, if, what about the prisoner that doesn't want to work? You know, um, the, the, I'll tell you what. The prison system's really, really good at taking care of people that don't want to do something. I mean, really good at it. What if the person doesn't want to work? Fine, don't let them work. Well, then you're not going to get any compensation. Well, then they have to sit in a cell. Well, the answer is you don't feed them, Mark. If they well, don't want to work, no, they no, don't get food. Well, I'm all, all I'm saying, you can handle the, the uh, they don't want to work scenario very easily by just taking away their freedom. Right, I understand that. There's I, freedoms, there's levels and uh, variations of freedom that uh, people who have not been in prison probably don't realize at all. Um, mm-hmm. When you start putting a guy in a box for 26, or 23 hours a day, and um, you know maybe he gets to go out once a week for exercise, right. and that exercise includes walking around in a 10 by 10 cage of grass. Now, um, Eric, as you probably know, our uh, co-host here, Mark, he spent nine years in prison mm-hmm. on uh, murder charge. So mm-hmm. you would like to see, uh, you would have liked to have seen Mark spend his entire life in prison. Certainly not. I think that was a miscarriage of justice. And oh, I, I, I don't see. Think that was fair. Oh, I see. But uh, if it was your mom and you thought Mark killed your mom, even though he didn't actually kill your mom, I bet you'd feel a little differently, wouldn't you? I would have certainly hoped that I would have gotten the facts in that case, and I would have realized who the killer was and realized that Mark was simply an accomplice. Well, well I, in, in, that, in this particular scenario, our system was so messed up at that time mm-hmm. that um, you know we had so many. We were locking up so many people due to crack. That mm-hmm. um, and, and currently, they, they do this whole plea bargain system where they dangle in front of you the opportunity to get out of jail very quickly and easily. Um, you know, and if you take a plea bargain, if I, I had known that I was plea, if if I had known that I was pleading to twenty a twenty five year sentence as opposed to the three and a half that they told me I'd do, mm-hmm. eh, like I might have chosen to do things a little differently. I'd also like to point out that in a free market system, it's more likely that justice would be uh, more accurate because in the governmental system, there's virtually no. Uh, there's no payback. There's no way uh, – not payback's not the word I'm looking for. There's no way to punish those uh, overzealous prosecutors, for instance, or the judges that are responsible. They are the ones who are responsible, but they are never held responsible for putting innocent people in jail cells. Whereas in, whereas in a arbitration situation, the arbitrator would get its reputation based on the fact that it was convicting the right people. And if it was found out that an arbitrator convicted the wrong guy, they would have to be the ones paying restitution to the person they wrongly convicted, which could, you know, bankrupt them and put them out of business. So yeah, they have true. a very, very fi- um, important fiscal incentive to make sure their T's are crossed, their I's are, uh, I's are dotted, and that they have the right person in their custody. Because if not, then no one's going to trust them with their cases in the future. And no that's problem. something that the oh, government yeah. system does not offer. The thing is, though, it seems like a contradiction, because if a uh, court of arbitration has the power to put someone away for the rest of their life, doesn't that court, therefore, have to be just as tyrannical as a government would in dishing out its justice? Well, again, uh, again, I'm still wrapping my mind around this, but as I understand it, the court, first of all, 
if it has the right person, that person has violated someone else's right to life or liberty. And so, therefore, it's not the court that has the power to do it necessarily. It's the fact that that person gave up his or her right to life. Um, one could also make the argument that courts should be totally voluntary based, and in which case then the court does not have that power, and that individual would have to agree to uh, a, a particular sentence. Precisely. And so it seems as if they couldn't have the power because if they did have the power to lock up someone for the rest of their life and they didn't show up, therefore they would have to hunt them down and lock them up for that offense. So it inherently cannot have the power to lock anyone up for their life, or for the rest of their lives, or for any time. Well, again, it would depend on the system. Um, again, some in some cases, some would argue that they should have that power. Others would argue that, uh, again, the the person, uh, the criminal, so-called, would have to consent to whatever sentence the arbitrator hands down. And, Eric, thanks for the challenging questions. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. In the absence of that consent, considering the arbitrator would have reputation and the criminal probably doesn't, and it would look bad if the criminal didn't want to come to court, for instance. Um, people would ostracize that individual, and he would be punished by, really, for once, punished by society in that particular case. Um, then again, some people would say, well, he gave up his right to life, so therefore no big deal if a bounty, bounty hunter picks him up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we could use your vote. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. We are actually in second place now. So we really need your vote more so than ever. Uh, head over to vote.freetalklive.com. We only ask you to do it once a month, and it only takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. won't be sold or spammed, and it makes a big difference for us when you vote for the show because the more votes we have, the more likely we'll be number one. And if we're number one, the more likely more people will come across this program and thereby the message of freedom and liberty. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's continue with the phone calls. We'll go to Rob in Georgia on the amplifier line. Rob, what's on your mind? Hey, just uh, was happy to meet you guys last week. Yes, it was good. Uh, good meeting you, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, talking about free market justice. Um, yes. I think you did, Eric, something of a disservice. Um, in terms of, if, let's say someone of Bill Gates' means murdered his parents or someone close to him. Yeah. It, it um, seems like a very uh, unlikely scenario, but I suppose it could happen. Crime of passion, um, that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, we've the wealthy people have committed crimes. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, anytime you're dealing with a free market justice system, it has to satisfy all parties involved. Now, there's no reason whatsoever to believe that all murders would be, uh, you could buy your way out of any murder. I strongly suspect, in fact, that it would be up to the victim to determine which, which uh, whether they wanted, say, money or your life. And it may very well be that choice. So you believe in that you believe that in a free market system that uh, someone would be able to be put to death. I strongly suspect it would be that that someone would be able to be put to death. I think that it would probably be very rare, but yeah, I I have no reason to believe that 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 the death penalty in and of itself well, would go away in a free market system. I strongly suspect if we're talking about a type of punishment which would essentially go away, it would probably be imprisonment. 
Do you think that uh, the individual who um, the, the the murderer allegedly? Do you think that person um, sh- should be able to be just picked up by, say, an insurance company's agents or that sort of thing, or should they have to voluntarily enter the arbitration courtroom? Well, I there there are definitely some different ways of looking at that sort of thing. I would say that if I, if it, put it this way, if they were, if they did not produce themselves, you always open yourself up to the possibility that you will simply have someone literally taking the law into their own hands. I mean, if you were in your own home, let's say, and someone who you knew broke into it and killed someone you loved right before your eyes and then managed to get away, whether or not they could be held justifiably by some third party would be pretty much as uh, irrelevant. I mean, uh, you, you you can go there and take care of it yourself. If somebody wants to wants to challenge you on the matter, then you you, you can you can produce your evidence at that point. It will probably be in the accused's best interest to show up for something because you don't want to expose yourself to just random acts of vigilante justice. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely the case. Uh, I agree with that. Mark, you had a question. Um, my concern is is that um, you were saying that the death penalty would exist, and um. You know, my I, I just I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would because although there is definitely a demand for the death penalty, um, especially in America, I mean, we there's half of the population likes the idea of the death penalty. Um, there's also the problem that it's going to be doled out statistically once every hundred, once every fifty times, inaccurately. At least under our current system. Which is why the arbitrator would be very, very unlikely to dole that out because if it turned out that they made a mistake. That would sink yeah. them. That, uh, would death, putting someone to death would sink their business, whereas if they just put somebody in some sort of a work camp or whatever, then they could simply re- release them and pay them back. It would be a, a big black mark on their reputation, but it wouldn't necessarily sink their business. I think you're actually underestimating the impact of, an, uh, of, of the death penalty in this case. One of the reasons why I think it would be extremely rare is because you have to understand, in a market-based situation, one thing which is very critical to the modern justice system does not exist, and that is sovereign immunity. What do you so mean? There, well, a judge who, anyone who was to send someone to death erroneously is essentially guilty of murder, and the very same penalty can come back at them. So you be point. very careful about careful about issuing any sort of penalties along that line. Like I say, it will be an extraordinarily rare thing for someone to actually be put to death, but I do not believe that it will be completely unheard of. Right, I, and, and I, also, if, uh, if you've got a victim who's very emotional, and, and Eric in Michigan pointed out that he might want that person to spend uh, forever in prison or want, might want them to die, even though he said personally he was against the death penalty, a lot of people say... A lot of the victims' families and that sort of thing, very they get very upset. They want to see somebody pay, so-called. They want to see somebody die. Oh, I'm, um, against, and, I'm against the death penalty, but yeah. I'd likely sh- hunt down and shoot the person that did it, um, that killed my but, mother. But you understand, right. then you are never going to get any return value from that person. There's no way. If that person's dead, you're never going to get restitution. And if you're in under a system where you understand that if there's a crime committed, you as the victim or somebody, you know, the victim's family, somebody who's been harmed... In some way, had a, a a value removed from your life would have you know. Then your choice would be okay. I can kill this person, the murderer, and never receive a single dime in payment, uh, or 
and I could guess feel good about that, or I can let this person toil away in some sort of work prison or give me a, a cut of his paycheck for the rest of his life. You know, I think that there would be a severe I, I financial a incentive for people to take I, the money. I can see that, that uh, in some ways that that's a worse punishment, but what kind of return value would I get as a uh, adult son of a, a woman who lives uh, 1,400 miles away from me? I mean, I'm my mother's only relation, and... What kind of value would I get? Um, I'm an adult. She's, it's not like she sends me money. She doesn't take care of me. She, mm-hmm. You know, her work doesn't produce anything for me. Uh, there's an inheritance, but likely the uh, the the murderer increased my inheritance, not depleted it. Well, I mean, again, it's it's you could get whatever value you wanted to, whatever value you would, you felt was worthwhile. I miss my mom. Yeah, right. essentially, essentially, it's going to end up being. Say a, a a market response. I think the thing, like I said, the thing that's probably going to go away would be imprisonment. Like his idea of having Bill Gates locked up for the rest of his life would really, I mean, that might work as long as you're taking Bill Gates's money, but that wouldn't work with any sort of with just every sort of crime because there may not, they may simply not be the finances available to make a particular punishment of you know something that would actually exist. I mean, someone might want someone banished to a, an alien planet for murder, but that's practically not possible. It costs three hundred billion dollars to get there, or whatever. So, yeah. certain, you know, there's, so it's definitely true that certain punishments just would not exist in the free market because there's just no there's no combination of demands plus means to actually produce it. Right. When it comes to a prisoner um, having to work in some sort of a work prison, a percentage of his of his paycheck inevitably would go to support the prison itself. Um, and of course, depending on how violent or how dangerous that prisoner is, if they're like a madman nutcase like a Charles Manson, then they're going to have to be in some sort of a high security prison, which inevitably means that a higher percentage of his paycheck will be taken in order to support the prison. Um, so there's just really, yeah, economics becomes a really important factor. It's not like the government world where they can just take as much money from uh, the populace as they want in order to imprison people. Right, but I, but like I said, I really don't think you're going to see very much in the way of prisons. I think that you know once you get past restitution and uh, uh, most punishments are going to are going to tend to be instantaneous in nature, just because of the amount of cost that's involved, uh, along with the amount of risk of escape and all that sort of stuff. Whenever you start dealing with a right. prison situation, I think that the, it'll be very, very, very rare that you would actually have someone in prison because that's just generally not really a very sensible way of punishing Yeah, someone. I agree. I agree with you. I think that prison would be very, very um, rare in that um, it would only be reserved for the most psychopathic of, of uh, nut jobs because, you know, you've got to keep those people in a cell. But if somebody just was in a crime of passion, they made a mistake, they hurt somebody, um, that's somebody that you don't want to necessarily take out of the economy. You want them to be able to work in the real world and then just ensure that they're paying some sort of restitution to the victims. If they refuse to pay the restitution, then maybe they'd be put into a cell for a little while or something like that. Yep. Very good, Rob. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Tom in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, first of all, just on the outside chance that Bill Gates is listening, uh, relax. Nobody thinks that you're crazy enough to go out there and just start killing anybody. We're, we're just talking about just for example if something like that yeah. ever did happen. He, he, does I mean, happen. Just in- he happens to be the richest man in the world. Not so anymore. Therefore. He's not? Yeah. Nope. Mexican gentleman is now the richest man in the world. Ah, well, there you go. So what people have got to do is look at the uh, the history of the war of the rebellion, the civil war, and look at what people did 
during that war because a lot of things happened there that might happen when the United States government uh, either collapses under its own weight or forces the states to secede. What's, uh, uh, give me an example thing, of that, Tom. Well, the currency became worthless. Uh, there was a breakdown of law and order uh, because, you know, the, neither neither Virginia nor West Virginia was able to govern a certain town for a while. For instance, there's a breakdown and there's no court to... Uh, people had to hide a lot of their food. Yeah, it certainly so would be a mess. There's no doubt about it. Thanks for the call. So Hour two is on the way. You can take control. Food. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to Trish in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live, Trish. Oh, hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hey. Um, what a pleasure. Um. I was curious. I wanted to ask your feeling on the open border okay. between us and Mexico, the fact that it's wide open, how you feel about that. Well, um, when you say it's wide open, do you mean it's wide open like the border we have with Canada um, and oh, all, just no. about every other country has right. with every other country? Uh, no, I mean wide open where we have literally thousands Millions, actually, every year just flooding in by masses into the nation uh, to, uh, on our south. Um, I wanted to share with you some of the problems we're having in our little Boise, Idaho, as mm-hmm. a result of the illegals. And what um, those? Oh, God, you guys, I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where you feel unsafe. You mm-hmm. feel frightened to be out after dark. Really? Um, oh, my God. They're taking over all the the uh, uh, construction type of you know painting jobs, Whoa. landscaping, that kind of thing. That's really scary, huh? <laughs> oh, Boy, that could you, really hurt uh, somebody. Well, the thing is, is a friend of ours told us he used to be a painter, and about a year ago he was painting for this man. Uh, they were all legal, you know, Americans that were working for him at that time. He went back to work for this gentleman about a month ago, and there were 16 workers, and 14 of them were illegals. And what did they and, do? Did they paint someone's house the wrong color? Uh, no. The problem is is uh, he went over to visit them, one of his coworkers at an apartment. There were 30 of them in a two-bedroom apartment with sleeping bags all over the floor. These individuals are involved in meth. They're involved in stealing IDs. Who, uh, sorry, wait, in, hold on just a sec. Just, Ian, don't. <laughs> because, hold, listen. Oh, it's bad. Uh, hold on just a second. I understand what you're saying. The um, immigrants that come across the border, illegal ones especially, are likely to be poor. Poor people are likely right. to commit crimes, especially crimes that have to do with drugs because you can make money quickly. So Absolutely. I would say that that's a drug war issue, not an immigrant issue. Okay. But it becomes an immigrant issue when they come in here and they put their foot over the border. Uh, I, I don't think we have our own by, by, the way, by the way, I mean, I'm sorry, but how dare you accuse all illegal immigrants of being involved in meth and drug dealing and that sort of thing? I mean, you've got Here's nothing point, to base sir. that on. Here's nothing. the point. I can't go to any other country and just walk into it and then stand there right. and demand rights. 
Okay. What in the world is well, going on? Well, first of all, first of all, um, rice you absolutely are... could do that in Canada and Mexico. A couple. That's it. Uh, well, and yeah. you know why that is? Because we're now the North American Union. We're no longer the United no, States of America. No, that hasn't happened quite yet. Sorry about that. And that our elected officials—they're not protecting us. Look, so, I mean, so, so far you've told me, hold on a second, I want you to come back to why it is that you don't feel safe in Idaho. Oh you've told God. me that there are Mexicans working on paint Oh, my crews. God, I can tell you why. Uh, that doesn't seem very unsafe to we me. We can hit a mini-mart, and there'll be a carload of, of, you can tell, you can tell by the way they're dressed, by their demeanor, that, that they're, these are illegals. They're everywhere. Okay, and what, and you have to understand, that, that they did not grow up in our at country. All. Well, they, neither do people, many people that are legal that come into this country. And, Do you um, understand these people don't even read and write, many of them, their own language? I, okay. Do you understand that they bring in okay. leprosy oh, and tuberculosis? Oh, God, here's the leprosy. Uh, tell All me, the same show me the news story about leprosy and not some crackpot website. Do you understand this is our country and yes, this is about on. our wait, children? Wait, 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 stop the jingoistic crap. Now, hold on. What does the uh, Emma Lazarus poem on the uh, Statue of Liberty say? Give us your poor... Yes, and when they came in Ellis Island, they were taken care of. They came in legally. They were, they were medically checked for disease. Okay. What uh, is going on, on right so, now so that, is okay, meant so, to destroy so, uh, this country. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. They were medically checked for disease. They came in legally. Absolutely. The laws were different at that time. Essentially, what they did, they brought you onto Ellis Island. They held you for three to five days to make sure you didn't have any kind of um, commun- right. communicable diseases. They screwed up your name, and they shipped you right out the door, and bam, you're I can an tell American. You, they didn't Not do a that citizen, in... but um, that's what it was like. That's if you came into Ellis Island. There was all kinds of other places you could land, and all, none of that stuff would happen, And those Mark. things didn't happen at the, um, you know, necessarily if you didn't land. In New York right, City. And we're all okay. Well, I aren't guess, we? sir, the point is if I wanted to live in a third world country, I'd pack up and go move to one. This is, was the United States, a very great place to live, but that is no longer becoming the case. And if we can defend the borders of Iraq and cannot offend the borders of the United States, there is a problem. There's a problem why there's resistance now, to Washington. What are we defending DC. the borders against the United States, of the United States against? Oh, my God. You, I mean, you know I don't see the whores Look, coming across with their, with their swords nice drawn. Some of these people are very nice people. Many of these people belong to drug cartels and oh gangs God, stop and their murderers the drug, and drug their rapists. Americans belong to dr- drug cartels. Do you want to pull the citizenship that's of anybody correct, who's been convicted of a, a drug crime? We have crime? enough problems right here at home. That's right. So you <laughs> want to add to the problem. One of our problems open. is a shrinking economy. Okay? You know what? A third of, a, of Mexico citizens are now here. And instead of Mexico and their president taking care of the situation, they are gladly, gladly pushing them right into our country. Okay, and let me slow you down here. All right, Mark's had, his, Mark's had his chance with you, Trish. Now, I'd like to try to understand where you're coming from on this. Let me oh. see if I understand. You say that you're scared in the streets of Idaho because Mexicans are living uh, together Illegal and painting houses? aliens are everywhere. And okay, stop them, for a moment, okay? People can't be illegals. Stop. People are just people, all right? There's no oh, illegal people. Oh, no, they're illegal people. once they come in illegally. No, they're illegal. No, sorry, sweetie. Just That's like some, I there's would some be. laws, some stuff, some bureaucrats wrote down on a piece of paper that you sort of hold real close to your heart is really important. Uh, but those people aren't doing anything wrong. They're just trying to make a better life for themselves. Now, I understand that a lot of people are concerned about the welfare issue. Making a um, better life for themselves. So if I have to go to the emergency at the hospital... I would have to stand in line for two or three days to see a doctor because okay. the illegals are given precedent. Right. What you, what Why you, are you illegals know, giving you precedent you? don't understand. You? 
Apparently, you do, you aren't doing the research no. because hospitals on, are Trish. closing. Let, let me explain a little something to you. With the, with, with the hospital situation that you're bringing up, that mm-hmm. is directly uh, caused by legislation, laws, which you love so much, your laws. Your laws are mandating that hospitals take everybody that walk through the doors. Right. Do you think hospitals want to treat people that can't pay? So, therefore... What right. happens, Trish? I just want to. See, I'm going to put, paint a little picture for you, and I want you to tell me how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we ended government welfare? If we got rid of the laws that mandated that hospitals take everybody that walked through the door? What if we got rid of those laws, got rid of the welfare system, and ended the war on drugs? So therefore, there would be no more drug cartels. Um, mm-hmm. What would? How would you feel about immigrants at that point? I still believe they should come in legally. And I'm a, I'm a very what if, firm what if believer we got in responsibility. Okay. okay, so obviously you, you, you love the laws in this in this country. Do you think that the, the immigration laws... Not all of them, laws, sir. Not all of them. I'm not for abortion. Okay. I'm not for gay marriage. Okay. No, Wait a I minute. Like Those laws, laws are sacred. Wait a minute. Those laws are important to our society. Without those laws, we'd crumble. What, what laws are you referring to? The abortion laws. It's obviously, it's been codified by some fat legislators some, some damn where, right. whether it's Boise or Washington, D.C. I think it's interesting. I don't think it matters at all, but you're holding the one law as important and the other law as bad. Right. I see the anti-immigrant legislation that we have as bad, Trish. Anti-immigrant, the, the one that was recently in the House? Right. Trish, free people should be able to cross free borders Freely. Why don't we just That's get rid of I mean. laws? How about this? How about we get rid of welfare? How about we get rid of uh, the laws mandating hospitals take everybody? How about we get rid of the war on drugs and we abolish the immigration bureaucracies, tear up all the laws in regards to immigration, and just let people cross borders freely? How's that sound, Trish? You know, because, you know... Our founders of this country said that the Constitution and freedom would only work for a moral people. They were unified in their thinking. They were unified in their language. Excuse me, slow down. And they were unified in their borders. Who is to decide? Wait a minute, Mark. Who is to decide who is moral and who is not, Trish? Well, I can tell you the way this country was birthed was. Of upon Judeo Christianity, whether you like it or not, you it know, was, the, the, and that's the, where the, the founders sure didn't like wrong. The, the, the founders sure didn't like those uh, Pennsylvania German people that we, they uh, they had uh, out there. I mean, also many of the founders were deists, not cr- Judeo Christians as well. And you know I, what, Trish, if you'll hold on, there may be some people that want to talk to you because we've been have kind of battling with you here in this first segment, and uh, we just sort of gotten started. And I know people are interested in talking to people like you, Trish, or at least our listeners are. So the toll free number. You. If you want to get on with Trish, Trish, will you hang on for us? I sure hope so. 800-259-9231. This is an important issue, this immigration thing. A lot of people just don't get it. Like Trish. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, archives included. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. So go get them for free. freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about the Second American Revolution, call, or excuse me, go, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. 
org. Now then, uh, we're back with Trish from Idaho. Trish, appreciate you holding on. I'm curious, before we continue our conversation here, um, uh-huh. you had obviously never heard us discuss immigration before. Is, is this your first time listening to the show? Um, I've listened to you a couple of times, and today I had you on, and I kind of got the impression that that you were completely for people just coming into the country. Yeah, well, because I'm for freedom, Trish. See, I'm for freedom. I'm for the liberty in in a free country. This is the surest way to lose it. Why is that, Trish? Oh, my God. Well, in Los Angeles right now, um, there was a reporter down there that within two hours had been uh, hit upon to be able to purchase uh, fake passports, driver's license, identifications, mm-hmm. um, illegal, you know, activities of that nature. And and when this kind of stuff is going on, it is going to cost all of our freedoms. Because it's Hold on, the making of fake passports is going to cost us our freedom? Oh, God, yes, because you're going to have <laughs> to identify the pa- A passport is just really a, piece of, a piece of paper made up Does by the government in order to, to uh, you know, to, to favor one person Does over another. Is it you for someone to steal your identity? Apparently oh, not. People, but one day you may have now, to stand up. Now you said fake. You didn't say you didn't say stolen. You, are. You, you you said fake. You didn't say stolen. Yeah, I there's a difference. That, I mean, that, oh, that no, sort of. these are created, and they look like the real thing. Well, well, it, it's okay. To, it's okay as far as I'm concerned to make Confederate, um, you know, government documents in order right. to be able to get by the uh, officious bureaucrats and their me. stupid little rules. But when you steal someone else's identity and and that's right. a, a, something entirely different. Right, and there are plenty of uh, regular Americans who are out there stealing people's identities. Absolutely I'd true. like to point that out. Uh, by the way, the Trish, it seems to when me... we've got our own problems, why do you think it's okay to bring 30 million people in here when, when uh, I would say, the, uh, government estimates that 10% were, uh, were serious, serious lawbreakers. I mean, these were rapists and murderers and, and you know, my God. Okay, we don't need that. We don't need that. If in if ten percent of twenty million people were uh, murderers and rapists, there'd be a huge rape and murder epidemic there in this is. country, ma'am. And you're not doing the research because if no, you were, you that would see is, it. I'm I sorry. That's that same. That's that same uh, propaganda that, that you're reading. You're, you're choosing. Sir, you're picking and choosing. And you're I'm saying that a bunch of, of murdering, okay? raping <laughs> lepers are coming across the border. Oh, yes, they are. In no, fact, that's, that's, that's nuts, Trish. The case, then, then in fact we would all know about it. I mean, no, you you, it sounds like the night no, of the living dead wouldn't. down there at the border, and they're just coming across looking think, for the brains. You think CNN <laughs> and Fox News is going to tell you this? You got another thing coming. Why wouldn't this they? By what are you design. talking about? Why wouldn't it they? It'd be great for ratings. By design, it's meant to bring this country. Oh, now there's to a conspiracy behind it, right? You're going to tell me the NWO is behind all this? It. But governments of the world have operated by conspiracy since the beginning of time. So hold on a second. So you want the government, the people that you believe are conspirators, you want the government to keep the immigrants out? How's that going to work, Trish? To enforce the laws. But you just told me they're conspirators, Trish. Do you know how the legal... The, the people who have stood in line and have waited some, oh, have gone through hopes to become legal citizens, how they must feel. They must they feel abused. They must feel raped <laughs> by the system because <laughs> the must, system's awful. They must feel like they've just been taken as suckers. No, we're the I mean, suckers, to pay the tens friend. of thousands of dollars it, it costs suckers. in order to become a citizen because of this country. Day, when the day comes, you really don't care who your neighbor is. You don't care who you run into at a grocery store. You don't care what kind of illegal activities are going on in your streets. We've completely lost it. This Trish, I have insanity. no idea what you're talking about. Um, Hold on. I, now, I, now, Trish, should I be able to choose my neighbors? 
You know, sir, there was a time, I was born in the 50s, and there was a time when we had a common language. There was a time when we had common... Are we speaking yeah, in Toronto, Trish? Trish? Oh, Trish, you're talking you about you grew understand. up in the 50s. Hold These on, Trish, people. hold on. You made a statement, and let me um, uh, uh, okay. talk to that All statement. Right. Okay, right. you grew up in the 50s. In your little neighborhood, they spoke English, and they were all lily white. I understand that. But there were other neighborhoods no, right here in this country <laughs> where they spoke Italian, they spoke Czech, they spoke Pole. They, they, and you English. Know, they were black people. Hold on. You're saying, are you saying that Italians, Czechs, and Poles came to this country with the ability to speak the language, Trish? No, at that time they had to learn English. No, they didn't. What, what did they do? The did, they, did they stay at these border station buildings until they learned English? They needed to learn English because it is the nation's language. Hold it's on. Our it's still the language. nation's language. And language unifies us. We cannot communicate Trish, with one another Trish, when there's Trish, 30 different look, languages. There's been all kinds of immigrants coming from all kinds of places, living right. in little enclaves, speaking their yeah. native tongue, and, but their kids, they learn English, and then their kids, they all don't even know their native tongue. I don't right. speak German, although my, um, aunt, my grandma Pauline came over on a boat. Right, right. Right. right, right. So, see, well, Trish, what, happen. what he's explaining to you, Trish, is that this is a natural process. When you let people come here, they naturally want to learn English. No, we no, spoke with an immigrant last night, Trish. Trish, Trish, Trish. It's kind of lawbreaking to put our lives Wait, in danger. Wait, what lawbreaking are you talking about, Trish? Sir, do you understand? What lawbreaking are you referring to, Trish? People can't leave their dogs out because these people will eat them. You are outrageous. You are outrageous. We forgot the part. It was it was just lepers, just and now it's murdering and raping down. lepers, and now it's murdering, raping, dog-eating dog lepers. Amazing. I don't. Even, I mean, what else can wow. you say I mean, to this? It's, it's just I, I, th this is outrageous. Sure Trish, you are putting States the J you in jingoist. Trish, we're going to let you talk to, uh, we've got Buck that wants to talk to you. Buck on the line from Montana, listening on KGEZ. You're on with Trish. Nice to talk to you, folks. Hey, what's hey. on your mind, Buck? Already, uh, just a couple things. First of all, uh, the young lady that is speaking, she, she is very wise, and she knows what in the hell is going on. All right, Buck, we'll come back with you. Hang on, put Buck back on hold. I don't want to have yeah, a love fest here. throw him off the air. Uh, well, that's no, he's because not off the air. Well, um, he'll, he'll get his chance. We're going to come back to Buck. We'll talk with Buck separately here, but we just want to finish up with you here real quick, Trish. Um, look, you seem to just not really care that much about... Uh, are you, oh, would you, sir, would you, would you, hold on so now. Now, Trish, much. I just want to get a question out so here much. without you blabbering. Um, I, I care so much. You I've want a big government, I've don't you, Trish? Research, Trish, you, you want a big not. government in America, don't you? You're going to wake up one Trish, day and you're going to can you answer the question? Do you want a big government in America or what? Do you want a big government in America? Yes or no? I don't want government. My God. No, the government's not our friend. They're not protecting us. Why do you look for the... Why, well, who do you want to keep the immigrants out, Trish? Santa Claus? Good grief. Who's going to keep That's out... That's a the, serious question. Who is going to possibly keep out the immigrants wow. that you hate? The, you know, the dog-eating, do leprosidic immigrants. But the agents that really do this job, are, some of them have been thrown into prison because they really are... You are out of your mind, Trish. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I can't stand it anymore.
They can't get a straight answer out of her. <laughs> she believes there's... Uh, there's They're there's, incarcerating um, Border Patrol agents for doing their jobs. It's insanity. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. And so she believes government is the problem, but she believes government is the solution. Huh? Maybe Buck can explain it a little more lucidly. We'll try him coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. And some of those features include updates. You just get signed up. We clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the program. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Let's go ahead and go to the phones and talk to Buck again in Montana. You're back on Free Talk Live, Buck. Well, thank you. All right, go ahead and make the point you were making earlier. Well, the point that uh, I was trying to make is what do people do not understand about the word illegal? You enter this country illegal. I think the word illegal. illegal. Let him go. Yeah, go ahead. And to me, it, it, it is that basic and that simple. Well, Buck, if you want to come country, come through the front door. I, I hear that. Now, now you're just backing up the thing you've said before. You, you've made your statement is um, that you think it's that simple. It's as simple as legal and illegal. Now, my because question I know to you a lot would be this: of, I have a lot of personal friends that waited years. Okay, that's a different point. That's a different country. point. Let's let's take them. We're going to go point by point, Buck. That's a different point, and we can and we can address that one next. The first point is it's legal and that's important. Now my question to you would be: They um, gassed Jews legally in Germany. Was that a good law? Well, I don't know. I don't live in Germany. Come on. You don't know. You don't Buck? know whether it was a good idea to gas Jews. You don't know whether it was a good idea to incarcerate Japanese Americans during well, what, World what War II. What does that have to you do with them crossing I'm asking, the borders it was of the legal. United States? I'm of making America. a point and I'm drawing a parallel, and it's a clear parallel, and you're dodging it. Jews were illegal in Germany. The question is: Do good people disobey bad laws, Buck? No. Good people do not Criminals. disobey bad laws. Criminals dodge the law. B- Buck, oh, wait a second. In some states, um, now I know you're from Montana, and I suspect uh, you- you'll answer um, in a certain manner on this. What if they outlawed guns in your state? Would you turn yours in, Buck? Oh, absolutely in a minute. You would? Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. You're a fascist. Yeah. Bye. You're well, pathetic, well, Buck. One from my dead fingers, of course. Well, then, look, they did that in New York. Well. Are the, do the New Yorkers, are their Second Amendment rights, is that good or bad, Buck? I mean, the fact is, there's a law. It's illegal to own a gun in New York. Is it good or bad? What does a gun law have to do with immigration? Because good people disobey bad laws, Buck. And I want you to admit it. You know it's no, true. No, what I want you to tell me is what... What is your immigration, theory on I'm not that saying anybody, that immigration is, what is or is not a bad that thing. Can enter I'm our saying country. that we, we need we need a, a foundation to build on here, Buck. And you were building on the, the foundation on that it's illegal. And I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page, which is that page. Okay, is you want to you want to mix it up? I'll mix it up laws. with you. When was the last time? And I, I'm familiar with this because I've traveled the states and I have had the misfortune of being in other countries. 
When was the last time that you walked your dog on the streets of Laredo, Texas? Um, I've never. I don't have a dog, and well, I don't believe I've ever been to Laredo. Well, why don't you go down there and try it? You go down there and you put your dog on a leash, and you walk your dog on the streets of Laredo. What's the relevance? If you make a if you make it a block without getting shot, and your dog getting eaten, you're one lucky dude. I, 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 that, that you are also you, you also believe that immigrants want to eat people's dogs, Buck? Well, I'll tell you what. You walk the streets of Laredo and see if you find a stray dog, and now you let me know. Oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> well, I do because I've heard there. this before. This is the most outrageous claim I've ever heard. The I mean, lepre- there's no the doubt. Lepre- no, go down there. The I'm not dog making it up. I'm tired of this. What, you people don't understand what the word illegal means. Then you bring up gun rights. Then you bring up New York. And then you'll bring up 911. And you'll bring up the next thing it'll be hurricanes. And the next thing it'll be something else. You bring up the cotton picking issue. And you won't bring up the basic part of the issue. Right. And the okay. fact is, you can't. And it is illegal. It is uh, you cannot enter this country unless you enter through the front gate no, legally. Hold on, Buck, and what uh, we you went think over this. is anybody just, can just, just walk listen in. To you, Buck, Buck I, hasn't, I, he doesn't Buck, listen to you, Mark. I, I kicked the legs out up from underneath that argument, and you wouldn't even engage me on it. You make me sick. You're going right back to it and calling these people illegal. Now, do good people disobey bad laws or yes not? Yes or no? Buck? Yes or no? You talking about a, a lawbreaker like a common answer criminal? The like sure, there's lawbreakers question. all over the United States. Buck, answer the question: Do good people disobey bad laws? Do good people disobey bad the laws? First time I think I think that's the first time he's actually comprehended your question. That is the question, Buck. You've got uh, it now. Don't test my sanity, yes young man. Yes or no, Buck? Yes or no? Well, laws are broken every day. You didn't answer the question, Buck. Well. I answered the question as best as you could give it to me. Look, I have asked you in several iterations, was it good to gash the Jews in Germany? Because it was certainly legal. Was it good to incarcerate the Japanese Americans during World War II? Because it was certainly legal. Was it good to kick the Indians off of their land, lie to them again and again about the contracts that we signed with them? Because it was certainly legal. Is it good in New York that they have taken away the people's right to bear arms? Is it good to leave our borders open. Goodbye, Buck. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I, I, there's no foundation there. I the, couldn't do it. Point, I couldn't have done that any better. You did a great the job, point Mark. The that he called in on was that it is illegal for them to be here, and then he would not engage me on whether or not right. good people disobey bad laws. Well, you see, the thing is, he doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want to admit that he would disobey laws that he disagreed with. He touched on it with the gun thing. He touched on the fact that, oh, you could pry my gun from my dead hands. He wouldn't. He claimed he'd turn over his guns once he was dead and all that. So, yeah, it's clear that Buck, like most Americans, picks and chooses the laws that he agrees with, picks and chooses the laws that he obeys and disobeys. I mean, how many Americans speed? Most Americans speed when they get on the road, and they don't think anything of it. In fact, they'd probably like to speed a little bit more, but they're well, kind of afraid. I'm not sure that most Americans consider speeding um, laws It's to breaking be the bad. law. It it's is. breaking they, the they law. They do break the law when it's convenient for them, but at the same time, that's not the question I was asking him. Uh, no, I'm just pointing out that it seems to me that Americans pick and choose the laws they want to obey. Absolutely and they're, true. The, and therefore, on the other hand, they also pick and choose the laws that are critically important to them that other people must obey. So it's okay for 
for Buck to disobey uh, the gun laws and to disobey whatever other laws that he wants to disobey. But if those people are disobeying the immigration laws and bring the axe down on them, that's sort of the the, the attitude. Well, that's a, that's another point entirely. Is that most people disobey laws that are inconvenient for them, um, and you know, that, which is exactly what the immigrants are that's doing. That's your point. They're and disobeying. My point is- they're disobeying the laws that are inconvenient to them, but Buck is outraged by that fact. Well, that and they're eating dogs, apparently. That's you know, I, I don't well, – I, look, I don't know whether or not – I'm sure that there are neighborhoods in the world – I know there are neighborhoods in the world where they eat um, animals that they can catch, and if right. those animals happen to be stray animals, then, you know, so it is. Although – it seemed to me that I've been in um, I've been around the world and seen been in many many countries and there's a lot of stray cats around. I don't understand. They're why not they don't, eating them. Yeah, why aren't they eating the cats? Maybe there's some anyway. law against it. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Chris in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live, Chris. You want me to answer that question? Please. Well, All can, right. Can we as, far as, the question? as far as good people breaking bad laws. First of all, who's to decide? What's a bad law? Second well, of all, I, think if I believe I believe if it's a bad law that infringes upon the liberties of everybody, then you're a patriot if you break it. Okay, good. All um, right. Who now, decides whether a law is bad? Is you have to decide for yourself from a moral standpoint whether whether a law is bad or not. Th- that's right. But you know what? It, and you can't you can't make base that decision on, on selfish for selfish reasons. You know what I'm saying? You uh-huh. know if 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 it's like. Um, um, you know, if I want to eat my neighbor's dog, uh, I don't. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, I have to break the law and and eat my neighbor's right. dog you because I believe I have the right to basis. do so. You have to defend that from a moral basis. But I would say to you, I would um, posit to you, and I don't know which side of the immigration issue you're on. I know that eighty. Well, we're going to get to that. Uh, I know that eighty percent of Americans are on the other side um, of where I am. I, I understand that I am in the minority. Um, I would say that the immigration, um, you know, the the immigration laws that we have out there are intended entirely to be one-sided, you know, for for by unionist protectionist individuals. Chris, hang on, we'll bring it back. You've got more. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to Dave, Eric, and Jimmy, and whoever else is on the line. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Talking about the law, immigration, or whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark? 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can shop with us in two ways. One, you can buy some Free Talk Live merchandise at the Free Talk Live store at store.freetalklive.com. We've got shirts. We've got hats. We've got uh, we've got uh, hoodies. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. The Free Talk Live 2 gigabyte multi-gadget, DVD archive, collector sets, and more flags even. Uh, all that at store.freetalklive.com. And for everything else you need in life, go to amazon.freetalklive.com. When you place an order through amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a percentage. Now, before we continue here, Mark, you've been doing a pretty good job. Uh, you've sort of been dominating the conversations with the callers about immigration. You've been doing a good job. I am, but after I wanna, all, a super genius. I want to point something out before we go back to the phones here. Um, just a lot of people have been talking about the law, the law, the law, and that's inevitably what you hear from these anti-immigration people is, well, they're illegal. I'm all right with them coming here legally, which, of course, involves uh, application processes, application fees, a variety of other fees, visa fees, 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 application paperwork, paperwork fees. Uh, look, the law that I follow is natural law. 
That is the irrevocable law. That is the one that man did not write, and it's very simple. Uh, it just simply says you don't harm others. You Rit- don't bring harm to others. Written That's laws, the law. Written laws have always been the, uh, the bludgeon, the, cru- uh, the, the cudgel of those in power. Right, and I don't care for written laws. I have no respect for written laws whatsoever. So with that in mind, let's go back to the phones and talk to Chris in West Virginia. You're back on Free Talk Live. Okay, you guys know I've called him before. I used to live up there in Boston and all that, so that's why my voice does, my accent doesn't fit West Virginia. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, but I've had a chance. I've had an opportunity to be in neighborhoods that where the signs have been changed from English to Spanish or or uh, or um, whatever. Anyway, um, I want to get back to this thing. Uh, I I I'm a libertarian also, but uh, where you guys are concerned, I, I'm a small L libertarian. And um, you know, uh, personal liberty. You're right. The definition of liberty is freedom to the extent where you don't harm or injure anyone else. That's right. But not everybody has that responsibility. They don't. You know, that there's also a, a moral and personal responsibility that comes with that liberty, and not everybody exercises that. And, and, and you can't just open the borders, and this is what I'm saying, and before you decide to tear me apart like you did tr- Trish, okay? Oh, my God. Uh, Trish, you can't Trish open talking, the borders. Hold on. Trish was talking bad about leprositic, dog-eating, uh, murderers and rapists coming across the border. Okay, wait a minute. 86% of the warrants for murder in Phoenix, Arizona, are for illegal immigrants. Okay, that is a fact from the Phoenix newspaper. And, uh, you know, there's other statistics out there. Is it illegal immigrants or immigrants from Mexico? They are illegal immigrants from Mexico. Yes. They are illegal immigrants from Mexico. The the statistics are specific on that. Why do you think it is is that we uh, draw so many murderers and rapists from Mexico? I don't know, but is it I'm because you, I've been are online. I've been, and look, I've been online, and I'll tell you right now, I've I've been on on some forums, and I've been head on with uh, with some of these the, the La Raza people, and just, you know they're basically rhinos. They're pretending to be conservatives when really they're pushing this uh, this liberal amnesty uh, uh, immigration agenda and the North American Union and all that stuff. I'm being labeled as a protectionist and an isolationist and a Dixiecrat socialist because I live in the South. Now. This, um, you can't just open the borders, let in all the bad apples and the good apples, right, and uh, with, without any protection whatsoever, because that's going to bring about a police state as well. Well, now, you know, you're going to end up with checkpoints you know, because under our current system, the only people that cross borders are out. When you outlaw border crossing, only outlaws cross borders. So you realize <laughs> that's right. that you've only outlaws created motorcycles when they're outlawed. You, you do realize that you've created this whole um, 20 million illegal problem. I mean, well, it's the people that are a little more willing to come across the border. I don't see why a murderer would be willing to come across the border. I would, it, to me, those people are generally lazy and would want to stay in Mexico. But, well, I, 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 you know, if they're being run out of Mexico... Uh, why would they uh, the be United run States out of Mexico? They what? have more rights here. The, the police are ordered by the feds to let them go. What are you talking about? For murder? When they get pulled over on the side of the road, Okay, when when illegal immigrants get pulled over, the police are encouraged to let them go. You I know that that's a, you know that that is completely incorrect, right? No, I, I, no. That is, no, I'm telling you that's incorrect. When police pull incorrect. over a carload of immigrants and they are not able to produce papers, they are taken to jail, sir. 
No, they are encouraged. Like, I have an article, Ohio County Sheriff. I don't Sheriff. care about your stinking article. I'm telling oh, you, you what the truth okay. is. Okay, you know what's happening all around the country from your little place in Keene, New Hampshire, which you call rural America. Well, you're, you're, you're presupposing that you do. I've been around a little bit. Yeah. I've been I've been in 44 states and 13 countries. Don't give me that I've been you somewhere. You actually haven't crap. stayed there long enough to notice any of this stuff. Oh, you know what? God. You can bring up why, whatever. Why does my geographic location even matter? I could well, be in know, Phoenix like lady, making this argument. Like this Would that, that make my like argument in that, any way more valid? It's like this lady that uh, Trish that called in, and just to call in and tell you about some of the things that have been going on around her community, and, and you rip her apart for it. Yeah, you know, there's Mexicans painting that, you know? houses. Well, like she I was talking about some. Of the murder, uh, she was talking about some things that were going on in her neighborhood. We asked her some questions about it. Then she starts painting Mexicans as leprositic, murdering, dog-eating rapists that are, you know, coming across the border like Night of the Living Dead. Hey, eighty-six uh, percent of the murder uh, murder suspects here in New Hampshire are white people. Maybe we Actually, should eject all the white people as well. Uh, you know, I mean, really, uh, how it is? I, I, you know what? I don't care what your statistics are. It does. Doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Where in the, the the main issue is the freedom to cross borders freely. I mean, what you're talking about? You you mentioned a police state. You want a police state? Crack down on the borders. That's the way you're going to get a police state. When people are kicking in business, when uh, armed police officers are kicking in business owners' doors, demanding to look at files, demanding to look at information about their employees. That's what we have going on in this country right now. We've got okay. internal checkpoints in America right so now. So in millions man. of. Um so, so you don't see a problem when millions of social security numbers are kicked back to the companies that file them. I, I mean, see a problem with social security numbers, sir. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay, well, then. Well, then what's the problem? But that's just what uh, I'm and saying. And you have you know, made a I point, mean, by the way. Those millions of social security numbers that are getting pick, kicked back. They're all getting those kicked people, back. Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop it. All those social security um, numbers that are getting kicked back are from people that have paid into social security and no. are never going to get paid out from it. No, some of those. I'm talking about bogus Social Security right. numbers. How did they get the bogus Social Security numbers from those businesses? I don't know. They make them up. They're working at those businesses, and they made up those numbers, and they yes, paid and into Social filing. Security, and they're never going to get that money out. Right, because the number's bogus. Because they Company, would rather yeah. work here and pay our crappy taxes, um, all that overhead, and still take home what they can. Thanks for the call, the Chris. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can't convince them. You cannot convince them. All the facts in the world do not convince them. Well, because their lines on uh, their invisible lines are very important to them, and you're not within the invisible lines on the map that says Arizona or Texas, Mark. So your opinion doesn't mean squat to these people. Mexicans are a marauding group of dog-eating, leprosidic murderers and rapists. I've I've heard everything now. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to uh, Jimmy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Jimmy, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I don't know. He also eats seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> Serious? Work with a guy. Saw it in person. I've they seen... go fishing on the Oregon coast. Thank goodness, those things are pests. I'm I've seen no fishing I've seen going on. We'll just shoot some seagulls, scoop them up with the net, and chase like chicken. I said I don't need to know. I saw a black guy eat a seagull once too. Well, I'm sure, given the right situation, I could probably get through it. I mean, my cat eats mouse pudding every seagulls day. Seagulls so. are like the rodents of the sky. I have no problem with them killing seagulls and eating them. Well, you know, that was irrelevant, but that was just a point. No, really, the uh, point was, um, yes. yeah, I had a customer Jimmy. whose dad and uh, grandfather came over from Italy as barbers. Mm. 
Okay. And they were so proud. They started a shop, and they were so proud that they had their stuff framed in the window that they had passed their test. And I think that's what some of these people are trying to relate to you, that they used to have little tests, and those people knew more about the Constitution and the government and civil liberties and everything else just about 95% of the college kids do now. I would say that that's probably true, but what you're talking about is the citizenship test. That's in order to become an American. Right. And people it, don't walk out of the boat on Ellis Island and take the citizenship test. They don't know our government when they get here. They don't speak our language when they um, get here. Well, and, and that's I'm talking about the case of the Irish or the Italians or wh- whichever right. immigrants you're talking about. People Often, generally, when you're talking about large migrations of people that come here, they didn't speak the language when they came off the boat. Jimmy, shouldn't people they be... They learned it. 99% of people didn't, but the right. point shouldn't is... Shouldn't people be free to come here and not be citizens? Yes. What, what you're missing is there was a situation in place at those days, even 25 years ago, even the Vietnamese people... There was a way for you to learn and acclimate. That's fine. I now, these no guys aren't wanting to learn if and people or want acclimate. To become a, if people want to become a citizen, they should be able to go through that process. But if they want to stay here in the meantime, they should be able to do that, too. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Show and we're launching it hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. The phones are loaded. We're returning to the calls. Let's go. This time to Don in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, yeah, my, my statement's more like a comment, you know, like Feel free. I'm real excited about libertarianism, and I'm thinking that that's going to be a real hope for us in America. Cool. But I think you're going to have a really hard time selling it with open borders. Well, I understand that, and that's one of the reasons why you see Ron Paul, for instance, who is mostly a libertarian, why you see him shying away from it. It seems to me to be more more politically motivated than anything else. And and it's while I, I share your frustration on that, I can't water down my message, and because freedom is the message, and it, just because the American people have been essentially misinformed on the immigration issue certainly doesn't mean that I should shy away from talking about the, the real issue. And secondly, the, the other thing I'd like to point out is fascist governments, which I really do believe that we're on the way to that um, if we're not already there. Fascist governments need a, um, need a scapegoat. The boogeyman. And th- they really do. And they need an interior sort of scapegoat to really work on. To really to, to be the, the, the worst kind. And that's where it's going to be. It's going to be illegal immigrants um, in this country. That's just a prediction of mine, and it's something I worry about. So, um, you know, I I understand that people don't agree with me, and, but I can't back off of that point. I think that it, I think that immigration's very important to this country and always has been, and we've always had bigots. That's true, and uh, and the fact. Yeah, go ahead. It's bigotry, but it's in it's also a sense of uh, self-preservation too. You know. That's part of That's it, a big part big, of it. Is. Bigotry often comes from self-preservation. Oh, the white mm-hmm. culture is going to be eliminated. 
Yeah, well, but it's not just that, like, oh, they're afraid of the Mexicans. They're afraid of losing their way of life, you know. So were the people that were, um, you know, when when, uh, the laws were in place that made blacks sit at the back of the bus, don't you think that those people fought for that just as hard? Can you imagine sure. black people yeah, sitting in the same little, restaurant with us, little, drinking out of little, the same um, uh, water fountains, using the same bathrooms? Yeah, that's a little different issue. No, though, it's I mean, not. Uh, it is. It's the same sort of bigotry. That, yeah, but it's not 200 and, or however many million of them, you know. And so how are black many people it, all over the South. Don, is this an wow. issue that concerns you, or are you um, just pointing out that it's going to be tough to spread liberty with this issue on the plate? That's, you know, I really, I really believe that the libertarian is our only hope, you know, as far as that goes. And to sell it as open borders, is that's going to be next to impossible with conservative opinion, you know. Well, again, so I think that's your stopping point there. Is again, you can't I, have both ways. You know, we got liberty in this. Um, we got independence in this country, um, and that independence uh, from England, you know, we'll be celebrating tomorrow. That was fought for by really a small minority. Yeah, I'm not talking about 33 percent like sure. you were told in high school. The, the you know the Sons of Liberty in Boston, which were the ones that kicked all this crap off, that was a mm-hmm. tiny, tiny percent of the population. The whole of New York City really didn't care one way or the other which yep. which direction the war went. Yep, that much is true. Don, your final comments. I see. Uh, I just I just like what you're doing. I just. I just thought you needed to hear that. Thanks, I'm glad brother. you're out there, and thank you, sir. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And, and again, there are a lot of people, I think, in America that agree with us, Mark. It may not be the majority, but I think it's important to continue putting this message out there, continue putting the principled message of freedom is the answer. All of the problems that people inevitably bring up and tie to immigrants are government-created problems in the first place. We can knock down objection after objection. Oh, they're taking our welfare. Well, get rid of the government welfare system. Turn it over to private charities. Let private charities and individuals decide Mm -hmm. who they want to help and who not. Uh, Well, they're they're coming here and uh, they're taking our jobs. Well, okay, um, so let's get rid of the minimum wage and allow for competition. I mean, there have been people that have been anti-competition since the beginning of time. Anybody that's in business, like us here in the radio business, Mark, we'd love it if Michael Savage would just disappear tomorrow. He'd free up 400 radio affiliates that we could go after and get our show on. We'd love to have less competition. I can Who come up, I can come up with that? all kinds of reasons why Michael Savage should be off the air. I really can. Not to mention not the smallest of which is he's advocated violence in Iraq. Isn't that enough? Right. Who doesn't want to get rid of competition? So I understand that sort of mentality. Unfortunately, to use the government to outlaw your competition is wrong. And secondly, there is no finite supply of jobs. It's that's the, the idea that immigrants are coming to America and taking people's jobs is completely just economically untrue. When people come to America, they need places to live, they need food to buy, they need uh, entertainment to watch, they need things to do. Those are people who are coming here creating demand, and that demand must be filled. Therefore, they're creating new jobs by just simply by coming here and adding themselves to our economy. There is not a finite supply of jobs. As more people come, more jobs are created. That's just how it works. So the whole anti-immigration fervor is based on nothing but government failure upon government failure. Oh, they're all dealing drugs. Well, legalize drugs. Make it so that business people are selling drugs instead of gangsters and criminals. 
I, I really, you know, it, it, what we would see for um, immigrants coming across this border is the ability to come to this nation and work like every other immigrant uh, group has since this nation was incepted, work for a better way of life. That's all. Exactly. We don't want them coming here and getting welfare for free. We don't want them coming here and ruining your culture. We don't want any of that stuff. Now, your culture is going to change. I guess your culture is probably significantly different than the culture of uh, 1776 when we became, well, we declared our independence in 70, 1776. The boomers have a different culture from the Gen Xers, have a different culture from the Gen Ys, etc. Well, somebody the... who lives in the inner city of Detroit has a completely different culture than somebody who lives on the outskirts of L.A. Right, white, black, or Hispanic. Who whatever. has a different culture from um, you know, somebody who lives in Florida. Culture schmulcher. There is yep. no culture. It's culture just... is something you made up. Yep, it's just an emotional pull. It's, uh, it's a concept designed... The idea that they're stealing our culture, they're just diluting it or whatever. The idea is just to get people outraged, to get people angry at right. one particular group. I love the way I grew up, but you know what? I can never go back to that, and it can never be recreated. My kids aren't going to have it that way. And it's not just because the Mexicans came across the border or because we gave black people the right to vote or any of these other things. What it is is society changes. Everything changes. Look. You know, uh, things changed and put the farriers out of job, out of jobs. I mean, you know, people used to make a living by putting uh, shoes on horses. Is it a shame that those people don't have jobs anymore? No, it's I suppose, progress. I suppose you could find some nostalgia in it, but I'm sure they went on to do other jobs. Yeah, exactly right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to the amp line. Talk to Ryan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Ryan. Hey, just wanted to call in with a little reality check here. Mm-hmm. Sure. A couple of different things. Um, first, Buck, who called in the last hour, talking about you can't even walk down the streets of Laredo and and not see any stray dogs because they're either eating them or fighting them or something. Yeah. Well, not just the stray dogs. Yeah. They were going to take them off your leash. They're Apparently, they're going to shut, um, chop them okay. off with a machete and take the take your dog and barbecue <laughs> it right there in front of you. Well, I, I I suggest that you just drive down to the corner of Gonzalez and Lee. That's where the uh, Laredo Animal Protective Society shelter is. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where they keep them. They take them off the street. Yeah, that's kind so, of Oh, animal shelters. That's where they're going to. You, yeah, you don't believe that? Are you in Laredo or been to Laredo recently? I mean, I, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, I spend a lot of time there, actually. So wait a minute. Hold on a second, Ryan. You're telling me you've actually been inside the animal shelter? How do you know it's not empty? How do you know the Mexicans haven't gone in there with a gang and uh, b- busted the doors down and set up a barbecue grill? I guess you would have to ask the director of the shelter. His name's Alfredo Flores. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. Okay. Next, next thing. Okay. This eighty-six percent situation. Uh, the guy. I think his name was Chris. The, the, yeah, the, cl- the claim was that eighty-six percent of wanted murderers are allegedly uh, illegal immigrants in yeah, and, Arizona. No, of, of yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, and he can't Phoenix. even get his his chain email live straight. That eighty-six percent. This thrown around left and right is from is supposed supposedly from Albuquerque and of course it only comes by that number if you only count all Hispanics he's a racist prick yep there you go it just so basically Ryan pointing out and thank you for the call pointing out that he's getting all his information from an email forward and presenting it as fact 1-800-259-9231 and even if it were true it doesn't negate the idea that people in a free country should be free to cross borders. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well. Enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Rolling into the phone calls, Nat in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Nat. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on Good, your mind? sir. First of all, I just want to congratulate you. You did an excellent job tonight uh, debunking the uh, anti-immigration arguments. I was about ready to put a shotgun in my mouth. I couldn't (laughs) handle the insanity. No, that's exactly right. I mean, I think just one by one, you just just shot down the arguments. Uh, I thought that uh, call from Trish was uh, particularly uh, entertaining. Thank you. Trish Trish is only the very extreme of the uh, anti-immigrant folks, but I thought... No, I think she's one of the more honest, that's all. I think she's just telling us how she really feels. The part about the uh, leprosidic, murdering, (laughs) raping dog eaters coming across the border in order to uh, sacrifice our virgins was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, it's, it's good to hear the arguments, even if they're ridiculous, just to know where they're coming from. Right. But, but anyway, the reason I'm calling tonight, I just wanted to put in my two cents about the uh, precise mathematical definition of uh, libertarianism. Okay. Um, to me, libertarianism is the non-aggression principle. And that, that's where it starts and ends. And that's basically my definition of libertarianism. And so I'm trying to kind of sort out the difference between Ian and Mark here. Um, it seems like Ian is advocating uh, no government, um, and it seems like what you're saying, Ian, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. you're saying um, we cannot allow any violation of the non-aggression principle, therefore there can be no government. And Mark is saying, well, we, we need a little bit of taxation to pay for a little bit of government. But my whole point is, why can't we still have a government but just demand that the government lives within the non-aggression principle. In other words, if the government wishes to raise money to pay for anything, let's say police, courts, national defense, it can do so, but it must never resort to legalized robbery, in which that is case, taxation. In that case, you don't actually have a government, because the definition of government is, includes coercive force. Uh, it is an organization with a monopoly on coercive force, initiating force on people. Um, so there's no way you can have a government in that particular case. If you want to call it a government in your own mind, that's fine, but what it yeah. is, what it would be in reality would be a private protection agency operating on a voluntary basis, which I have no objection to. Okay, I'm not sure why um, the definition of government has to include the initiation of force. In other words, I kind of do agree with the monopoly thing. I think a monopoly is good because, to me, one of the main purposes of government is to be the final settler of all disputes. Right? Yeah, but the problem well, is... Wait, wait, no, you wait, Mark. The problem with that is, uh, look at our ro- a rotten justice system that we have today. It's true, corrupt true. as hell, and the, the fact is, bringing competition into justice is just as healthy as bringing competition into education, as bringing competition into anything else. And if, you, if a police department can't fund itself through coercive force, taxation, um, then it isn't... It isn't really a police department. You know, it might be like a volunteer posse situation. Right. How does it enforce its monopoly if it can't fund itself through volu- uh, through coercion? Okay. 
Okay, well, what I'm thinking about is uh, methods. Have you ever heard of the idea of contract insurance? Yes. Okay, that's one method. I think Ann Rand uh, advocated for that, and there was, another, there was another candidate, I believe his name was David Holist, who ran for president under the Libertarian banner mm-hmm. maybe eight years ago. And his idea is basically every time you buy, sell, or lease something in a free market economy, you would have the choice, if you wanted to, you could pay a little bit extra, maybe 4 or 5%, whatever, I and think you're right. Other, contract insurance okay. um, would uh, would allow uh, individuals, the parties to a contract, to protect themselves from default and you know people breaking their agreements and that sort of thing. You're saying the government should be the sole provider of contract insurance, and then once again we get into yes. the problem where, well, what if I don't want to pay the rates the government is charging? What if I okay, want competition okay. in that business? A fair question. A fair question. Okay, there's two answers to that. Number one. If you can settle the dispute in some other way, I mean, I think there could be some dispute settling agency as long as both parties agreed to it. In other words, they could have, you could go into a room and this private company would say, all right, we're going to settle this dispute. Those are called arbitrators. Yes. Okay, fine. Good. And they exist today. Right. Sure. And I agree. And that's that's fine. In that case, you really don't have a dispute because they both agree to it and problem solved and there's no need to get the government involved. Agreed. Right. However, what if... uh, that private uh, company makes a decision, and then some dirtbag still doesn't want to pay the other guy what he owes him. In that case, then what do you do? Well, in that case, you should have in your agreement. Uh, again, if you've got a con- if you've got contract insurance, then the contract insurer is going to pay out to you if you were the offended party, and then the contract right. insurer takes that other person on through the process. And that process could include multiple arbitrators, in that you could appeal right. to the next arbitrator, that sort of thing. And if in the very end the person doesn't agree and uh, and doesn't honor their commitment, doesn't honor the contract, there's so- they signed, then their reputation gets damaged. And and in theory, at least, in a more free market society, we would have, like credit ratings, but different, more of a reputation rating, a la your eBay reputation rating, but a little more complex. Thanks yeah. for the call, Nat. We appreciate it. More on the way uh, with Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave in New Hampshire? Go. Oh, we dropped Dave. Sorry about that. Let's go to Eric in Kansas. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Do we have Eric? Eric going once? Eric in Kansas, going twice. I'm here. Here he is. What's on your mind, I'm Eric? I'm here. We got you. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to drop me there. We got you, we Eric. Were. What's on your mind? <laughs> okay, well, first of all, um, I understand that, that you're really wed to your position on immigration. And you no, I'm wed to my to. position on freedom. Make well, okay, and I, but at the same time, you know, everything isn't black and white. There are shades of gray. And I think that one, one topic that, or one, one aspect of this discussion that I haven't, uh, heard expressed uh, to much in much depth is that this wave of immigrants that people are upset about now is significantly different than past waves of immigrants in that there is no you know massive desire to uh, become American. In fact, there is an anti-Americanism that is coming with many of these people. When you they say are, well, not, well, well. when you say become American, what do you mean? Uh, there. The people that are coming here, not all of them, of course, but there there are large numbers of immigrants that actually have great disdain for Americans and our culture, our lifestyle, our laws, everything. And these people are not necessarily liberty-loving either. I mean, how do you feel about large numbers of people that like totalitarian 
government rule coming to America. Because that's, that's, an what absurd, we're that's an absurd. I don't like the idea, and 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 but but to say that that's necessarily what the case is. Uh, well, I mean, I don't well, know what these I, Mexicans think, and neither do you. Now, I'd like to address all the things you set up to this point. Um, have you noticed all those Italian restaurants with the little pictures of Italy on them and the uh, the red and green and white flag? I feel uh, like those people aren't assimilating enough. Well, okay. I would also be likely to hate Americans if it was shoved in my face every single day that people were pissed off that I was here and thought that I was a uh, You guys are a, in a, serious a denial. Eating. You are in denial, and you need to educate yourselves about this topic. Okay, why don't you help educate What's us? Coming point? up in a moment here, Eric. Hang on. 800-259-9231. we got Scott. We've got David on the line. If they'll hang, we'll get to them in your calls as well. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features, totally free. And some of those features include our wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It is listener-editable. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. Let's go back to Eric in Kansas. Now, Eric, you're going to explain to us why it is we're all wrong about this whole freedom thing. Well, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some websites so that you can do some research for yourself because we don't have the time for me to read you items or go into it. I can explain it to you much better if I are these websites, people, hold on now, are these websites going to explain to me why I should abandon my principles? No, well, they won't tell, no, and they wouldn't encourage you to abandon your principles, but they will give you a different perspective, one which I think that you are failing to appreciate. I'm not really, if you want to give me one of your websites, that will be sufficient, but then I'd like you to sort of expound on that perspective so our listeners can benefit as much as I will. Okay, I would suggest that you go to www.frostywoldridge.com. And, uh, and what is that, sir? Uh, uh, can I spell it? <sighs> Go ahead. F-R-O-S-T-Y-W-O-O-L-D-R-I-D-G-E.com. Now, what is that, sir? Uh, Frosty Woldridge is a man who has traveled the world. Uh, he's His experiences with uh, various cultures and life in general are fairly astounding. And he is a true patriot and is, has written extensively about the detrimental effect of this current immigration wave on our country. And, you know, so, he, okay, so it's a case he, study. He, it's one man's opinion. Uh, well, it's the opinion of a very well-educated, highly articulate... I don't really care articulate. who Frosty is. I don't really care what his experience is. It well, doesn't I'm... matter to me, Eric, because the issue is freedom. And when it comes to these imaginary lines in the sand known as borders, in a so-called free country, people should be free to cross those lines. Do you or do you not agree with that? 
I agree with that, but I don't like the idea of lots of non-freedom-loving people coming here. And you seem to think that all of these people want to live in a free country. I don't and they don't. You, they don't share your values. The only thing I'm proposing, Eric, is that those people want to live a better life. Now, I, I don't think they necessarily understand they the concept of liberty. Life. I'm not sure they understand any of this, but I do think that what you've got is a higher brow version of what Trish had, which is those people coming across the border and a bunch of rape and leprosidic... Uh, She's right. She is absolutely right. The amount of crime <laughs> these people are creating... No, hold on. Just, before you go any farther, could you please say for, for me that the people coming across the border are a bunch of leprosidic, racist, uh, excuse me, raping, murdering uh, dog eaters? Could you just repeat that I wouldn't phrase that it that way, but the crime statistics <laughs> are not printed in the news Newspaper. There is so much crime right, happening on in the southwestern part of the country. The internet. You are not aware of the crime that is happening because what do you, want to you do don't about it, Eric? see it. What do you want to do about it, huh? What do you want to do? What I want to do about it is take away all of the free freebies that the government is tossing out to okay. them. Okay, I agree with that. Thank God, I'm for Wait, that. Now hold on. Now you for abolishing all welfare, right? Well, absolutely. Okay, so I agree with you there. So we're going to abolish welfare, and then what? You take away the freebies, and the immigration wave will stop. Well, then we're great. Then, so then we're we are on the same side, absolutely. Okay, on the same side. I, I now, want wait, you. Wait, wait, well, hold on now. Let me follow you here. Let's say we get rid of welfare, and let's say we end the war on drugs as well. That way, they can't come here and sell drugs. Love too. it, love it, love okay, it. Okay, great, great. So we're on the same page here. So then you're okay with people moving into America, then, right? I I have no problem with immigration. What I have is a problem. With the kinds, uh, and, uh, and look, uh, you know, I'm tired of you ridiculing people. If anybody says anything, you're so politically correct that you cannot tolerate any kind of negative response. But the fact what? is, whether you we've like it or not, whether anti, you admit it or not, we've been taking anti-immigrant calls all, uh, you know, the last two hours of the show. I'm not well, sure what you mean by that. It, well, every time somebody says something about eating dogs or something, you make them sound like they're insane. And, that is and insane. That, sir. that kind of stuff does go on. It really does. I'm sure that there's a dog or two that gets eaten in, inside the United States. But to say that the Mexican immigrants, legal or illegal, that come into this country are stealing people's dogs off of their leashes and barbecuing them in their kitchens is just ludicrous. Right. The, well, that's, that's a little extreme, but the fact is, it's is ludicrous. There are, yeah, okay. Well, it's and to answer, call to paint, it what it is, Eric. Answer, it's ludicrous to paint all immigrants with the same brush is completely unfair. And I'm not painting all no, immigrants. He, no, Eric's not. Uh, he did. I heard him say. I heard him say. I heard him paint the immigrants all with the same brush that they're all coming here to suck off the welfare tea. That's enough of enough of them are that it's a problem, and we need to deal the with it. Welfare is the problem, All not the immigrants. All we've ever said from the very, very beginning is let's cut off welfare, and that way you're taking the bowl of milk away, and the stray cats will stop yep. coming. Thanks for now, the call, Now, if those Eric. stray cats are the kind of people that you disagree with, um, you know that 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 are the murdering rapists, raping uh, dog eating lepers that are coming across the border that we've alleged that are down there, which I haven't seen any evidence of these people. If that's what we're talking about. Fine. Right. We See, agree. now what Eric said earlier was that they're all coming here to suck off the teat of the welfare state. But when we talked to that nice young lady that called our show last night, who actually is an immigrant and therefore knows some immigrants instead of just being a bunch of white people reading their forwarded emails, uh, she pointed out that everyone she knows isn't on welfare, that everyone she knows is working hard. So I know who I'm more likely to believe, and that is the people that are actually that actually know some immigrants. Now, there's no doubt there are people coming here for the welfare. So if we get rid of the welfare, then that solves a whole lot of problems. But most of the people who've called the show tonight aren't like Eric. Once we wipe away the welfare objection from them, then their next objection is, well, they're still illegal. Yeah. 
They, they always have another objection, the idea of people coming to this country to make a, life, a, be, a better life for themselves because they don't like brown people. Let's continue with the calls and talk to – it is uh, – let's go to Ron in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live, Ron. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind, Ron? You're ready for a totally ridiculous rant? Okay, please. Go for it. Okay. First off, I heard somebody say that uh, illegal immigrants are – disobeying the uh, laws that are inconvenient to them and enough gun owners are disobeying laws that are inconvenient to us. Well, one, anti-gun laws aren't laws because laws cannot conflict with the Constitution, so they're not merely inconvenient. They don't exist. The okay. only thing that makes them laws is that there's a million cops out there ready to blow my expletive deleted head off if I break them. Right, so then you would agree with then... Taxation. So wait, Ron, so then you would agree then that the immigration laws are also not really laws because they conflict uh, with the Constitution. As Gardner Goldsmith rightly pointed out, the state of Texas created their own immigration department um, in the, back in the day because they understood that immigration was not a federal matter at all. I concur in that assessment. Great, totally. great. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 to Scott in California, listening on KSCO. Scott, congratulations. You're our first KSCO Hi, caller. thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with libertarianism in principle. Uh, however, when blended with today's reality, mm-hmm. um, I think that it, it's, a, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, for example... Um, well, let's get let's get to, to the uh, to the to the immigration issue. Sure, everyone else has. <laughs> I, I agree that the human beings should be as free as birds to cross borders. Right. I truly agree that. However, it's a totally lopsided uh, immigration policy favoring one nation above all others. And I would have to say that blacks paid a very high price to be in America, the land of the free. And if we just give it away. You know, their jobs and we poor white working, uh, you know, men and women, um, you know, to Mexico. Now, I work with a lot of Mexicans. I have a lot of friends who, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. They are hardworking. I don't know any on welfare, but I know that it is a socialist uh, state. And so, you know, um, people are more likely to take care, uh, take advantage of uh, socialist programs here than we offer so many. Right. And one other thing, you know, the, the culture just means daily life. That's what L- culture Libertarianism, is. you're kind of confused about something, though. Libertarianism. Libertarianism isn't meant to be mixed in with the current situation. It's meant to be a goal, something to be attained. You have to tear down the existing state structures in order to obtain a state of liberty. Um, it's idealism. Well, I don't, right? I don't think that's that? the case. What's wrong with having an ideal that you want to work towards? Well, to tear down the existing structure is no small task. Indeed. Nor is getting rid of welfare. But we're up for it. Thanks for the call, Scott. Hope to hear from you again. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. moments, just enough time for your call. Fit it in here, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Hundreds of our listeners have decided to do it for as little as three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. And again, all the features on our site are for free. Unlike, you know, Rush Limbaugh that wants seven bucks or six bucks a month for his site. We've got more for free than those other shows have under their pay section. 
at freetalklive.com. So if that's all valuable and you like the message we're spreading here on Free Talk Live, check out the AMP program. Basically, it allows us to get on more radio stations because that $3 a month that comes in gets turned right back around into promoting the show uh, to get the message of freedom and liberty out as far and as wide as possible. Now, we, we just finished up a call with Scott in California uh, listening on our newest affiliate, KSCO, out there. And Scott was kind of concerned about, well, you know, liberty is not really working in today's world. It's too difficult to get, uh, it's too difficult to get back to that. It's too difficult to get rid of welfare. And, you know, kind of sort of that defeatist throw in the towel mentality. Look, there's no doubt I agree with Scott. It is a very difficult task to get rid of just welfare, let alone all the other uh, wealth redistribution programs that the government has created and has foisted upon us. There's no doubt that's a difficult task. Does that mean we shouldn't take it on? Does that mean we should just give up? Should we just forget about this whole liberty thing and well, just uh, you know enjoy our cell phones, television, and Internet? Let's not forget the daunting task that is stopping illegals from coming across the border. I mean... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a huge, monumental task in order to stop or even slow down illegals coming across the border. Yeah, if you and thought welfare cost, was expensive. It's going to cost a whole bunch of money to do it. And it's going to fail, as it's failed all along. As the war on drugs has failed, now, as the war on poverty has what's failed. What's going to happen as the failures mount up is you're going to have, you know, people are going to be being paid off at the border. So you're they already have to are. Have, you're going to have to have uh, the sort of internal police going on there, checking our own border police people. You're going to have to have internal checkpoints to catch the illegals that are already, already here. already have that. Roadside stops all over. I know they're happening in San Diego and pretty much, oh, I don't know, anywhere near the border. They're having random um, roadside stops. That is weirdly Nazi to me. Um, let's certainly not, not freedom. I, I mean, what else are you going to do? Oh, uh, probably raid the business owners. You got to yeah. raid the business owners. A huge uh, amount of paperwork that they have to fill out. As a matter of fact, they should hire a person um, to handle, you know, sort of the the immigrant status of all their employees. We people could be, you know, people. Could, I could be posing as a real citizen when in fact I'm a legal alien. Somebody needs to check me. How about house-to-house searches? You could be hiding one in your house as your little, your, your sort of domestic uh, servant. Right. Imagine what the punishment will be for that. I, I don't for know. hiding an immigrant. Sort of like hiding the Jews back in Nazi Germany. Gas chambers? Immediately a bullet in your head? 1-800-259-9231. Really? You're not being... I mean, no. it could get there. Right. It absolutely could. And I'm just saying it's a daunting task to keep the illegals out. We might as right. well get rid of this, um, you know, the, the, the bowl of milk, the saucer of milk that we've put out for the stray cats. Let's get rid of welfare that encourages our own citizens not to work and yeah, Mark, uh, encourages people... illegals to come over here, bad, you know, the bad sort of illegals that we do not want to come here and, um, you know, suck off the largesse that we have. Some people would say, yes, Mark, I agree with that, but we need to lock down the borders first before we can get rid of welfare. Well, why, hold on. Because they're coming How here are, now. Uh, it's an invasion, Mark. Look, if you're going to lock down the borders, you might as well, let's start getting rid of welfare now then. But you need to lock down the borders first because they're coming here now. Okay, well, and we're giving away welfare now. Now, right. that makes as much sense as shooting all the cats that are trying to drink the milk out <laughs> in your front door. Well, we've got to get rid of the cats first. No, pick up the damn <laughs> milk and move it back inside. You should have had it outside in the first place. Let's go to the phones. David in Montana listening on KGEZ. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David. Nationalism is an antiquated way of thinking, man. That's what I say, man. These guys, they they sound like, like you say, they want to turn my America into a Nazi land, put a fence around it. Yeah, but they'll and call it free. We're going to have to show papers to get a job. My kid is going to have to prove that he's a, 
immigrant if they get their way with the anchor babies. Our birth certificates won't be good. These idiots don't know what the heck they're asking. You know for. the Germans. The, way, uh, the, German... the answer is freedom. Well, the and Nazis they thought they were free. Gonna, they say our culture is going to disappear. Listen, people, our culture is maybe part of the reason why we need some people coming over here because 40 million Americans are dead because of our culture. Yeah, if the for, if the culture in America is hatred, they got to dream change. on. Ever since Neil Armstrong put his foot on the moon and looked back at that blue this blue bubble we're on, we are one world, and we better make it an American world. It ain't about being left. It ain't about being right. It ain't about being conservative or liberal. It's about being American. And for them words that we're going to celebrate tomorrow, tomorrow that, that, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And no line on the ground is going to stop it. I say they don't have an ocean to cross. They, they're on land. It took two generations for an Italian accent to come out of me. I still got a little bit of it, and I still got the passion of it, of the immigrant story. America is the immigrant story of Earth, man, and we got to show the world. If we don't show it here, it ain't going to happen nowhere. Wow. I say we got to bring this American dream to the world. It's like when they said the blacks are going to ruin the country if you release the slaves. No way. They said the Irish were going to ruin America. No way. They said the, the Southern Europeans were going to ruin America. No way. America got stronger every time. And every time them immigrants went out and put down evil to where it was, they had freedom. The, in World War I, they said the, the Germans caught some guys. They said, you can't stop these Americans. These guys are thirsty, freedom-loving people, man. That well, we used to be. At. Apparently, we've forgotten about that whole freedom-loving thing. But, uh, Dave, that was brilliant. Uh, thank you for, uh, for sharing, and thank you for the call. We definitely appreciate it. Awesome, awesome job. Uh, yeah, that's what it really is all about. It, see, it, here's the trick to freedom, Americans. If you want to be free then you have to let everybody else have that same level of freedom that you want. Now, maybe Americans have just basically th given up on the whole freedom thing. Maybe they, they've pretty much resigned themselves to living in a police state. Maybe they like the uh, false sense of security that the, uh, the police state gives them. Maybe that's, what the, you know, maybe that's the direction they want to go in. And if that's the case, then you should just go and create your own little uh, enclave and put up a big fence with barbed wire on the top and have all the armed guards that you want surrounding your enclave, and then you can have your own little culture all in your own little land all by yourselves. Me and the rest of my friends that actually care about freedom and liberty will live outside of that little fenced-in area. I don't want you fencing in the place where I live. Thanks very much. Let's continue with the calls and talk to Ivan in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Ivan. Uh, yes, I want to say that the lifeboat of America cannot support the population of the entire ship of the world that might be sinking without our quality of life deteriorating and being forced to compete with the slave labor of other nations such as China, India, and many, many other places where the quality of life is dragged down because of tyranny in their government and slave labor. And by having totally open uh, trade, um, we're forced then to compete with slaves therefore driving our wages down to such a low level that There's we are There's a lot of we are ourselves. and all that other stuff going on there. Now, who is we and who is our? We are America. 
Well, I, 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 it, uh, my wages and have nothing to do with, uh, you know, what we're competing with in China with. So you're if not you're talking about me. you're a factory worker and you're competing with I'm China not. wages, China's using slave labor. Get another and job. I'm, I'm not a factory worker. For the price of your wage. But I'm not a factory worker, and you're saying you and me and we and all that other and stuff. And in addition, um, I'm sorry, China may not be the most perfect of countries. Of course, neither are we, but uh, the people working in factories over there are not slaves, sir. They voluntarily come off the farms in order to make more money working you know, in a I'm factory. You know, I'm starting to think you guys are like some kind of a CIA project, like Project Mockingbird or something, because the crap you're saying are going to turn us into slaves and give all the power to the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers <laughs> who could afford to have a security force of such a size that it would dominate the entire nation right. and make so, the rest so of us practically just a second. Slaves. How in the world can you say that liberty is going to give the give our freedom away to the Rothschilds? Look, America's a lot stronger than that. What you are is a scared pushing. little man concerned that the yes. Jewish bankers are going to come get us. Look, that's the most ludicrous crap I've ever heard. No, it's not. No, it's not the most ludicrous crap you've ever heard. The most Denial, the most common human response. Thanks for the call, Ivan. Eight hundred. Oh wait, we're done. You know, Aww. it's the funny thing about this is, is most of the world's bankers are Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. You mean their last the names? Jews alone. Their last names to take your children away. Their last names aren't all Rothschild, and they don't all. Bilderbergers. No, oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. Is it the, the idea? I wish the Bilderbergers were sending me a damn check. Where's my check? Yeah, I'm. We're doing this show from my house. <laughs> I need an upgrade. All right, it's been Ludicrous. Ian here with you. And Mark. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow night. And you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The idea that getting back to liberty would make it so bankers and armed gangs would take over? Right. What? Freedom's a scary thing. Oh, we need the police state. Come on in, coppers. Search my house. Take my freedom. As long as I can breathe another breath. Back tomorrow. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.